Blog Talk Radio.
so quickly when you are carried by the wave. The wave rises and then it subsides. Bringing in and taking life is the breath of the tide. Hey everyone, welcome to the Carrie Edelman Radio Show. We just heard one of our first songs tonight off of Dale Pantaleone's album, which is his eighth Liquid Eclipse album coming out titled Adrift, and the song you just heard is called Undercurrent. And you can definitely check out Dale at www.liquid-eclipse.com, and we will plug that more during the show. So I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. We're going to have an awesome interview. Dale is, I can't even begin to (laughs) describe Dale. He's an amazing friend, amazing musician, very multi-talented. We're going to talk about his various musical endeavors. He'll be talking about all the different artists and guests that he had play on this album, as well as the various places that he uh, mixed the album. We'll talk about Jason Ruck from Lollipop Recording Studios. We'll definitely be plugging him tonight. Johnny Croce, who also did a lot of work on the album, uh, his best friend Ken, and numerous other people, so I don't want to leave anyone out. But um, before I introduce him tonight and bring him on the air, I always like to give the new guests that are tuning into my show some basic information on the concept of my show. Um, As a clinical psychologist, as well as a singer-songwriter, and someone who's involved in various aspects of entertainment, I always wanted to combine my two backgrounds, my psychology background and entertainment background, to promote people in the industry and support people. Um, I know personally how difficult it is to manage everything on your own and get your name out there. So the the true concept of this show was really brought forth to bring people on the air and support them and help them get their names out there so that the world can find out who they are and what they're all about. So I'm going to show you're going to get a really good taste of what everyone's lives are like the experiences they've encountered, and as well as what it's like to be in their profession. And a couple of concepts to keep in mind is that although I'm a clinical psychologist, the show is not meant to be providing any type of formal treatment or therapy. Um, At times, we might throw around psychological terms and concepts. Um, As we know, a lot of the entertainment industry has a lot of crazy people in it. Um, And I say that in a very uh, general, um, funny way. I'm not saying it in a way to be mean. But um, So we might throw around some terms, but we'll talk about them in very broad uh, concepts rather than applying it to any specific person. And also, I do want all of my guests to feel as though they can talk about whatever they'd like, but if we're going to talk about any intriguing or controversial stories that might involve specific names of persons or organizations, I would kindly request that everyone keeps that information anonymous as the show is not meant to humiliate or embarrass anyone. So at the end of the show, I'll give some more information about how you can can become a guest. If you're tuning in, please create a Blog Talk Radio account. We already have uh, several people in the chat room. And um, please create an account so you can join us. You can ask Dale questions in the chat room. And you can also call in later in the show at 805-243-1320. And we'll also give that number out later. I post a ton of information about Dale um, in the chat room as well as the number to call into, so feel free to look at that information in the chat room. So I don't even know where to begin with. I always introduce my guests before I bring them on. Um, With Dale, I met Dale, gosh, it had to be back in, I think, 2007, and he can clarify that when I bring him on. 
And um, I had the fortunate experience of meeting him through Jason Ruck, who is the owner of Lollipop Recording Studio, as well as Audio Zombie um, Sound, which is another branch off of Lollipop Recording. And we'll talk a little bit about that during our interview tonight. And um, I had recorded some stuff with Jay and Johnny Croce and, and one of Johnny's bands. Um, and it was just an amazing experience I had. It was just really relaxing. Jay really makes you feel at home. So everyone who's looking for an awesome studio that has reasonable rates and just produces a slamming product definitely needs to check out lollipoprecording.com and uh, contact Jason Rutsch. Um So I had recorded there, and um, Dale had, I guess, somehow ventured in at one point and heard some of the stuff I had done and expressed an interest in us collaborating. And as Dale will talk about, it took us a while to, to get to this point, but I was very patient. And over that time, we actually became really good friends. Um, we worked together on a project with uh, Jason and Johnny. Um, with the, um, Let me think about how to describe, describe it. Uh, Jay does a lot of different sound designs for different things. So he was looking for people to do voiceover work for a horror amusement park, and uh, Dale did this awesome clown voice, and I was fortunate to be on the track, and, and Johnny was the ringleader, and it was for this major um, amusement park that was, I can't remember exactly where it was, but maybe Jay can, uh, I mean, Dale can remember exactly where it was, but it was a really cool experience. So I want to give everyone a little bit of information about Dale. Um, Dale is, again, a multi-instrumentalist. He has been involved in music since he was a young kid, and he was influenced by many of his family members, um, including his uncle, Tony Davilio, and uh, if I'm mispronouncing that, excuse me, um, who had won a 1980 Grammy for his work with John Lennon and many others. And he was also very influenced by his father and his mother. And uh, Dale has been the main force behind Liquid Eclipse since he started the band in 1995. He'll talk about some of the members of that band. Um, and Liquid Eclipse really has a sound that is just so unique and all its own. It, it's described as very eclectic, progressive, and electroacoustic. And it's often been compared to bands like Pink Floyd, King Crimson, uh, Peter Gabriel, Genesis, Muse, I love Muse, and Porcupine Freight. So everyone's going to hear more music tonight from Dale with all of his different guests and artists featured on it. So this uh, CD is um, going to be launched soon if it not, is not already, and Dale will talk about that tonight. The CD and album is called Adrift, um, and you can definitely check that out uh, by going to liquid-eclipse.com. And uh, without further ado, without me talking anymore, because I'm sure Dale's going to be able to talk because Dale and I have done radio shows before together. Let's uh, bring him on the air. Hey, Dale. <laughs> hey, so what's going on, Carrie? How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, great intro. That was very nice. As, um, it's You're been welcome. A while since <laughs> it's been a while since we did a show together. It's like it feels like ages, but, uh, you know, I, I, know. I still get nervous doing this kind of thing, but... Uh, I think it's mainly because I, I never wonderful. wear pants, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I don't know Wait, that say that again? I, I just get nervous doing these kind of interviews because I never wear any pants, so, so I, oh I my think it's uh, kind of good. <laughs> Wait, Dale, this is so funny. I got home. I was exhausted uh, from working. Sure you controversial? <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is good stuff. No, uh, this is, we want okay. to be a little Howard Sternish but not too over the top. 
No, but yeah, wait. But I don't want to reveal, reveal the name on the air. But guess what I was thinking? So I go to take a nap before, and I'm thinking of all the different moments we've had together, going to the comedy show, working with Jay and Johnny. And then I thought about, oh, my gosh, remember when we recorded the voiceover work and we had that character? But I don't want to reveal his name oh. on the air because I'm going to eventually get him in action. But he does have to oh, do a yeah. remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so much fun, you know. And I, I don't know if I told you this, but I, later after that session, that voiceover <clears throat> session, I went home and I literally I scared uh, my niece and nephews. They were begging. The, I was like, uh, you know, Uncle Dan, what did you do today? And I was like, well, I did this insane clown voice. And they're like, well, can you do it? You know, these kids are like six, seven years old. And I was like, do you, uh, do you really know? It's kind of scary. I think I might scare you guys. So uh, they, they really wanted to hear it, and I said, all right. So I'm there with my brother and my sister-in-law, and, and here I do this voice, and sure enough, I scare the pants off the kids, and they're crying. And <laughs> so I listen to the voice really good, so. That you was know? crazy. That was just that was amazing. That was brilliant. That whole thing that you did and Johnny with the ringleader, and then I was so fortunate to get a small part as this like little crazy little girl in it. That was just I know I still got to get a copy from Jay. I got to get a copy of that thing. Yeah, me too. That, I like to get a copy. That's what happens when you encourage me, you know. Right. <laughs> you get all this insanity. So so let's uh, talk about kind of going back a little bit to the beginning and. You know, you could talk about as much or as little as you want because I know we have tons of questions and different types of topics we want to get to with you tonight as an artist. But um, why don't you tell the audience you know, a little bit about how you got involved in music growing up, um, you know, how music kind of came about to be this huge thing in your life. Uh, it, it seems like when I was growing up, um, I mean, I had musical people in my family, um, but it was always sort of like this, you know, when you get together, um, holidays we, on my mom's side, you would be playing saxophone or or um, a little bit of piano here. Everyone was, everyone was always singing. I had an uncle that was in country music bands and all these different relatives, but it always seemed like if you got them on their own, it was like you couldn't get anything out of them. It's like, no, no, I, I don't want to play. So it's like, to me, growing up, it became this very private thing, music, too. But, but okay. they were performers. And um, but you know, growing up, I had different bands. Uh, when I was 14, I had my first guitar lessons, and I didn't want to learn how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb, so I, I wanted to learn how to play rock and roll. So I started following <laughs> people that played rock and roll, and um, I wrote, joined a couple of bands and started writing my own stuff and uh, kind of emulating some of the albums I grew up listening to, which was always a big thing. It was in my house, we, everyone had tons of music, uh, CDs and albums. We're always blaring, me and my brothers and my mother and father, we had this incredible music collection. And um, my dad was a singer, always singing, and uh, we always kind of just always had this music. So I was always surrounded uh, right. by music. And uh, eventually, by the time I got into high school, I, I figured out, let's get some bands together. And, and I was always the guy that was real serious about music. Uh Everyone else in the bands were like, oh, well, i got a girlfriend now, I'm out, you know, you've got to get a new guitarist, get a new drummer. But I always maintained through the years, I always just said, I love doing this, I want to see how long it lasts. And, and through the years, I worked with different people, I, I did different projects and uh, helped out wherever I could, tried doing different things and get my foot in the door somehow. And um, I think that was the best path for me because... Um, 
it allowed me to be creative all those years and uh, do different things and and develop uh, sort of my own sound, you know. And and how do you think you? I mean, was it just by working with so many different people that you developed this really unique eclectic sound that you have, or was it just something that you were always drawn to those types of bands, like you mentioned, Porcupine Tree and um, King Crimson and, and some of those other bands? Well, I, I'll definitely tell you that growing up, because there was such a diverse, um, so much diverse music in the household and different people that were talented, I, I thought, well, maybe I can do that. And, you know, and, and just, I, I figured, you know, I, I, there was just certain times in my life when you see a, a band on television and think, oh, wow, I could probably do that. Or songwriting's really easy, but, um, you know, you definitely have your favorite artists growing up and, mm-hmm. and who you want to try and emulate. You can sound like when you sing or when you play. But I always found myself sounding like myself in the end, no matter what. And I nowadays I think, well, that's a good thing because I've, I've kind of took all the best things of what I learned growing up um, and just kind of uh, that's what I'm doing now. And I always felt that inside I loved the production on a lot of the old albums, not just the musicianship of some of those great bands, but um, mm-hmm. I always was impressed by the production. And I think when I was growing up, I think, well, that's another side that I would like to get into. And now I'm doing that right. as well. And, and I just love it. And it's all coming together. And in the past couple of years, working with different friends and people, it's it's more reality, you know. That's awesome. Talk, talk me a little bit about the production side, because I know you've been involved with a lot of, and, you know, if you don't want to talk about it now, you want to save it to later, that's fine. I'm just trying to, you know, make little uh, weaves as we go into different types of topics. But you've been involved in a lot of different things, Dale, where you were collaborating with people and helping produce different um, soundtracks for a variety of, uh, you know, films, independent films. So talk, you know, talk about your interest in that. Yeah, um, I would say that through my whole life I've been really surrounded by some really talented people, and it kind of just brings out the best in me. I think once I started doing the soundtrack stuff for uh, my friend Kent Green, um, we had always kind of had our musical taste that we shared, but once he went to school for film, I had been been doing this very interesting crazy kind of soundtrack kind of uh, music in, in, in some sense. And um, he just had the images for it. And he had always he had a musical background, but he used to take the things that I used to do and used to do different, add instruments to them or we collaborate together every once in a while. And I think the mm-hmm. film idea really made me think that this is really something serious because, like, now it's a lot more of the editing and trying to get these concise moments to work in film. Because I've always thought in my mind that when I compose a certain song, what what it would look like in somebody's mind without any images. Right. You know, I just kind of, I always had this knack for creating this kind of um, imagery in people's minds, I guess, with this music that I did. So it only made sense to do the soundtrack stuff and get involved with that. And that just really took off for me. I really enjoyed doing that, and I remained... Uh, creative doing that stuff, even if I wasn't playing any shows with anybody or, you know, or working right. on the albums, I, I like I like doing the soundtrack stuff, and that really helps shape uh, a lot of the things that I'm doing now through the years. Definitely, I mean, Dale, and I can't. We're going to get to some of your songs shortly, but the album sounds phenomenal. I mean, I was just blown seriously, and I'm not just saying that because I love you, but 
I was just blown away by some the arrangements, you know, the production of it, the mix of it, and that. I mean, everything was just it, it's just top notch. It's really good, and you know, personally for me working with you, I mean, it was such an amazing experience, and it was such a different experience because you know me, I'm very anal and organized, and you kind of just threw me in there and said, okay, here's the song, you better improvise and come up with something. And no, you know what? I think that really got me out of my element, and it was such a great experience for me to say, oh, my gosh, I can do, you know, different types of music. You know me. I'm always stuck in my kind of alternative rock, my hard rock type of stuff, but working with your stuff, it was just, it was such a great experience, and I there's so many songs on the album that I just, I love. I'm just, yeah, it's such a great album. Well, thank you very much. And I've always <laughs> said that what I do as a musician has always been a combination of the people I choose to work with and bring out the best qualities in them, and they bring out the best qualities in what I do. And also yeah. that they have to have a lot of patience for me because sometimes, like, I, I remember <laughs> I had probably been talking to you since about 2005, 2006 when I first met Jay and heard some of your stuff. I was like, oh, I'd like to work with her in the future, but, you know, this Carrie yeah. girl, you know. And um, I, I was thinking of a female vocalist at some point because I've worked with female vocalists in the past. And I was like, she's got an interesting vocal, you know, interesting voice. But I didn't have, at the time have a... Um, the songs in order, to, you know, enough to uh, to get feature a female vocalist or even later on like uh, a saxophonist. So I had to rewrite a lot of the album to kind of get all these people together somehow. So lucky for me, everyone was very patient because sometimes it was like a year or so before I actually got back to them, you know. And uh, I remember, I think I started this album in 2000, I started this album 2008, uh, right after we had done a bunch of shows. So I, wow. I remember talking to you a while before that, you know. Well, I think it was, exactly, you know what, I know, exactly. It was 2007, and it was shortly after the summer, because that's when I had met Johnny and a bunch of his friends, and we had recorded a couple of songs with Jay. So it was right after I had met them that you had heard some of the stuff that I recorded, and then we had spoken, and it's so weird, Dale, because I'm just very visual with everything. I can remember, I was in my, my house in Seaside Park, and I was sitting in the living room, and the first time I remember, I think it was more towards, like, the fall, late fall, early winter, and I was sitting on the floor, and I remember you called me on the phone, and that was our first conversation. And I can literally visualize it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think I was driving. So, I think I might, I, well, too, I think I might have been in an accident nearly, so. Oh, no. <laughs> I was on my cell phone, and I was not paying attention, talking music. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, and I, and I managed to hold people's interest long enough want to work on a project because I don't know what their schedule's like. And I, I have a tendency to rewrite things and come back and sit on a couple things for a couple months and then. But you were very uh, supportive and also very interested in working with me, uh, like everyone else that helped out on this album. And I managed to get their patience with me because I, sometimes with me it could probably take, you know, a couple of years <laughs> to get the rest. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for being very patient. Absolutely. But- but again, like I said, it's not just your musical ability and how talented you are in that area. You're just you're a phenomenal person. You're an interesting person, and it was just great developing a friendship with you. I mean, that was just you know that was as much important to me as being able to work with you musically. So I got kind of the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, well, you know what your your attitude and everyone else that helped out, everyone seemed to, uh, that that helped out on the album. I would have probably did this whole thing by myself, but um, it's not fun that way. I like to have fun when I work. I like 
and this whole album was born out of collaborations. Um, right. But, you know, you had the same drive that everyone else did when I worked with them. I asked if you could just do one song, and you said, oh, well, what else do you got? You know, at the end of the session. Right. I asked uh, Larry Geiger, the, the gentleman who played saxophone on a, a, uh, an early track, He's like, well, what else do you got, you know? And he played on three or four other things. And Johnny was the same way. Uh, you know, you want to play bass on this? He's like, sure. What else you got? So everyone right. wanted to be really involved with this project. And it was born out of all these collaborations of people I wanted to work with and thought about working with and people that were patient enough to hold on after all that time. And it all came together somehow. But it, uh, I'm glad that it turned out the way it did. I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's a, a good album, I guess, in terms of what I do. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. When do you um is it when when do you anticipate it being uh, dropped or released? However you want to describe it. I'm sorry, what was that? When do you, when do you anticipate it being released? When do you have a, a date scheduled or? Uh, oh oh um, I'm looking probably sometime within this month. It's going to be probably a right. week or two out. So we're only looking at a couple of weeks. We're just going to press. All the music's mixed, and um, you know, the artwork's all finished and proofread, proofread and uh, everything's ready to go. So. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, you definitely have to let me know when the date is, and I'll you know, plug it on all my pages for you, and we'll definitely uh, get the word out there for people to purchase this album. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at some of the people that are on the the boards, and there's a lot of like interesting things being said, and um, are you, I, you oh, know, wait, are you in the chat room right now? I'm you looking know? at the chat room, and I think there's there's a couple people that need to be straightened out in there. They're kind of uh, well, they're describing you as um, being a little tipsy with no pants, and they're happy there's no video on right now. Well, well, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, I, I usually get nervous doing these interviews because I I never have any pants on. So, like, do the wonders of technology, and uh, like, yeah, I can sit here in my underwear in comfort and not offend anyone. So, I won't tell anyone if you don't. So. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we um let's check out because I have three. Well, you know, I did the intro of Undercurrent, which was an awesome song. And Thank I have you. Seen what did you think of that song? Did you like that song? I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Why don't you um describe for the audience a little bit about the concept of that song? Well, um, the concept of that song is pretty much rooted in the idea of when I first started writing the album, I had all these songs that were kind of about waves and drifting and currents, and, and suddenly it became like a centralized theme. I thought, well, that's a concept, but I didn't want to write a concept album. So the last album was sort of based kind of around a concept, too, but uh, so it's sort of a follow-up. But it's all the songs are kind of rooted in how we allow ourselves to drift away from ourselves and the ones we love mm-hmm. and and this kind of microscopic idea and, and how it can really lead to this more global thing in society where we really push away from each other and, and you know, the kind of, it causes wars and things like that. So there's a you know, there's a little bit of that going on too. But it's all right. each song has kinda of got that theme kinda of going through it. And um it's just an interesting thing. It's it's more about all the the songs go from about um it always kinda of goes through the, these different drifters, these different people who are trying to figure out how it all started and, and how they can resolve it before it reaches a, a larger magnitude. 
you know. Cool. So very, and and you describe yourself too as very analytical. So it, it is a very type of analytical. Would you say existential type of concept to the album too? Kind of this searching for meaning, yeah. searching for. Okay. Oh yeah, I, I usually write from that more existentialist kind of angle. Um, this is probably this album's probably one of the least personal things I've written, but but then again. The way that I've approached some of the songs, um, they're coming back to me. Like the, the actual uh, meaning of some of the songs have changed. So when I originally wrote them, they had this totally different idea. Now it's coming back to me, and they mean different things now. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like kind of foreshadowing. Or, but um, now it seems a little bit more personal at times. Certain songs, like uh, Labyrinths and Portals, and things like that, too. But. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's got this kind of centralized theme, but uh, I spent a lot of time rewriting the lyrics. And then there's also this narration that goes through the whole album that, that kind of ties in um, to each song. So you'll hear a little bit of narration sometimes, and it you know, tells mm-hmm. a whole other story. So I like that. That was that was really – I like that dynamic, how you did that sometimes at the, the intro of the song or the outro. It sounded really cool, really cool. Let me get to wait. We have a question or we have a comment real quick from uh, Kent in the chat room. Kent wants me to ask oh. you about small people. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to give in to this kind of this kind of <laughs> BS tonight. I don't know what Kent. I don't know what Kent's up to, but uh, it must be some type of an inside joke. It is an inside joke, and you know what, Carrie, you don't even want to include yourself. Than that. I would just ignore that if I were you. you okay. know? All right, Ken, sorry. I tried to broach the topic, but it, it doesn't look like we're going to really get anywhere with that tonight. <laughs> where, where, are we, where are we with time? Because I'd really like to shift the focus to Ken himself and, and kind of get really controversial, too. Um, okay, well, let's just, I actually booked a lot of time for you, Dale, so don't worry about that because I know you're a great okay. interviewer. You like to talk and you have good stuff to say. Um so anyway, why don't we do this? It's uh, it's eight thirty. Let's check out another song off of your upcoming album, Adrift. And um, hold on a second. Tell us a little bit about this. I swear this has to probably be. I don't know. They're all. I love them all, but this one I just absolutely adore. Adore it. All tomorrow's dreams. Love it. I love it. I can't get it out of my head. Uh, so why don't you tell the audience a little bit about that song, and then we're gonna check it out. Well, that. There's nothing I can really say other than it features the, the wonderful uh, Carrie Edelman on vocals. That was one of the things okay. we did with you yeah. on the session. And uh, it happens to be, I mean, after a while you, you write all these songs and they, they, they kind of become like kids to you. They, come, they become personal. But that's, on this whole album, I think that's one of my favorite songs, you know. Yeah, so. I love it. I mean, just the melody of it, just everything is just it's beautiful. I love it. So, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on hold, and then if you want to, Join these people in the chat room. You can do that while we're playing your song, and then I will bring you back, okay? Okay, thank you very much. I'll see All right, you hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, everyone, again, if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Dale Pantaleone, who is an experimental rock artist, releasing his eighth Liquid Eclipse album, which is going to be titled Adrift, and right now we're going to check out one of his songs called All Tomorrow's Dreams. And again, I am fortunate enough to have been featured on this track, Singing with Dale. So let's check it out now. One day I will connect all the stars that have strayed between us. 
Okay, everyone, again, that was Dale Pantomioni's amazing song called All Tomorrow's Dreams off of his eighth Liquid Eclipse album, which is titled Adrift. And everyone has to check out this album and purchase it. It's going to be coming out shortly. Before I bring Dale back on, I just want to do a couple of plugs for some of my regular listeners and people who support the show. I know Dale is a um, Howard Stern fan. Um, he and I had a chance to check out a comedy show actually last summer. Wow, around this time, Dale. Um, so I just want to give a plug to Mark's Friggin. Uh, MarksFriggin.com. It is a website that is devoted to all the Howard Stern fans, and it summarizes daily highlights of the show, upcoming events, and you can check out anything you might have missed by going to MarksFriggin.com. And also Joseph Muski, who is uh, the forerunner of SternSuperfans.com. It is an amazing website that has thousands upon thousands of viewers and regulars that go to the site. So check out SternSuperfans.com, and that is run by Joseph Muski. Okay, and now we are going to bring Dale back on. All right, Dale, you're back on the air. There you are. Yeah, so, that's, awesome uh, that's comedy show was a lot of fun when we went to a while back. That was that, that, uh, Jim Florentine and Reverend Bob Levy. Those guys were insane just to hang out with, you know. I know, uh, weren't they? <laughs> uh, what great guys, though. Great guys. Man, yeah, they uh, were. They were a lot of fun. You know, it's Okay, go ahead. I'm just reading the, you were mentioning here, this is, uh, I can hear the song on Sirius XMU. That's pretty cool, yes. It's, I would like yeah, to get on you, um, Once the album's done, let me know. I'll uh, I'll help you out. And I'll, you know me, I always love doing marketing and advertising. I'll look up the information. I could totally, it's a very experimental station. Um, and I can hear a lot of your stuff on it. Yeah, that's uh, that's an area I haven't even thought about venturing into yet. Is uh, you know satellite radio, so right, right, yeah. Well, I would be more than happy to help you out and send it out there. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, very cool. So I know you wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit and uh, talk about Ken as well as many of the other uh, guests and artists that were on your album. So why don't we do that? Yeah. That, let me give Kent a little bit of an introduction. I mean, I, somebody um, I went, went to school with, um, I think I've known him since about sixth grade, and, and uh, we just always been brought together by music. You know, he mm-hmm. he grew up, um, in, he was in a bunch of punk bands, and he was always a lead singer, and he had a lot of outlets for him. He played a lot of shows, and uh, I would catch a lot of his, uh, his band's performances and rehearsals whenever I could growing up, right. and I'm very supportive of them because I, I just, I love the energy that they had, and um, I thought, this guy is just a great friend, though, too, through the years, and um, we saw our musical taste change, and eventually, he started getting more into the stuff I kind of uh, always liked, and vice versa, I like I got into a lot of the stuff that he was into, and we became okay. more of these, uh, got, we got into collaborating uh, through the years a lot more, and worked on projects up before the film stuff, so um, just a great guy all around to work with, and he makes it easy for me. And uh, he's got a lot of great ideas of his own, and I always welcome his ideas. And um, and let's. Uh, uh, is he, I don't even know if he's available. If he's available to talk online. 
Well, she's just trapped in a little window world here. <laughs> <laughs> he can, and again, let me just plug the, the number. If anyone does want to call in and talk with us or ask Dale some questions, the number is 805-243-1320. Yes, yeah, so, uh, he's, he's just been a great supporter of what I've been doing through the years, and I, I, I really enjoy working with him. The guy's like a brother to me. You know, mm-hmm. and um, like I said, and we continue to work on each other's projects and help each other out. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, not always easy to do. We we always challenge each other between the film things he he, he creates, and but I'm always up for a challenge. I like taking risks, and half the time we come up with some really interesting things together. You know? Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, and let's definitely plug um. Ken and Ernie's uh, film production company called Emerald Productions because they just do phenomenal work. I mean, I was so fortunate to go with you to their uh, premiere for Haunted Incorporated, which was just an amazing movie, and I can't wait to see what they're up to next. Um, So, yeah, great stuff, Ken and Ernie. Absolutely good stuff. You guys are very talented. Yeah, let me just say, Ken Green and Ernie Rockleman, they are two guys that should be together working on films because... The amount of ideas that they have together, they, they, they work two separate um, ways. So they have two different approaches to film and, and ideas and, and their tastes. Uh, but when they get together and, and, and work on these films, they, they really bring out the best of the actors and the, the whole crew. And it's a lot of fun being involved with their projects. And I, and I really enjoy working with them. And they have a lot yeah. of talent and... And uh, it's good uh, to see their films uh, do well at these film fests, too, and, and get these awards because they definitely deserve everything that they, uh, that's coming Absolutely. their way. Yep, and I'll just I'll just throw it out there. If you guys ever need an extra or something else, I would love to be involved in some of your projects. I mean, I, I would just be honored. So, well, Dale, we do have a call, though. So why don't we take the call? <laughs> Color number three is over there. Yes. Caller number three is area code 609. Let's bring area code 609. You are now on with Dale Pantaleone. Hello. Hello. Am I on the radio? Yes. Hello. I was was calling to talk to Dale Pantaleone, please. (laughs) Um, Well, we were calling you because we wanted to see if you knew the phrase that pays. The phrase of the is, is uh, Dale loves Sasquatches. <laughs> That's uh, the phrase of the You just won $25,000. Holy crap. This is Ken Green. Uh, so, Kenny, how you doing? Good, Kent. How are you? I, I'm well, thank you. I, I, I wanted to sing some praise to Dale and tell him uh, that, you know, if I was ever stuck out in, like, a snowstorm and we were in a car and we were stuck together, I would make right. love to Dale if I had to. For you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much hey, I care about Dale. I, I would you make sweet love to that man. Literally. I would make love to you. <laughs> I told you to oh, recall me at work. Would you would you as far as say if you were stranded in a storm by yourself, would you think about cannibalism if I'm a stranded in the car with it? 
I would, I would, I would love, you know, I don't know, I think you would get to me first somehow, though. I got a bad feeling. <laughs> somehow I think you're right. I don't know what that meant. That was racist. Something. <laughs> we also we we also have Kent on the album too, and he helps uh, help produce and mix a lot of the stuff. And he's on a bunch of tracks too. Top notch musician. Nice. He's come a long way. His his own projects are always great, and uh, I'm glad to have him part of everything that I usually do. So. What yeah, you're doing is called plugging job, in the industry. <laughs> I just, I just uh, said I love you in so many words. I think. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice. Just, uh, nice. What should I do? Should I hang up the phone? What's going? On? Uh, what do you you like plugging? What do I do? Well, let's ask you about your experience working on this album. What did you like anything? Of, about did you have a hard time or did I give you a you know a hard time or anything? Did you enjoy no, working with me? Give me a hard, I wouldn't say that Dale gave me a hard time. Um, he would often he had like a little flask carry. I don't know if this is what it was like when you were in there, but he had a little flask and okay. he would hit from it. I don't know what was in there. I don't know if it was Listerine. I don't know if it was vodka. I don't know what he had in there. But so he would look at me. And I'd be across, you know, uh, it, through the window, clearing the studio. Dale, Dale, let talk. Dale, I'm on the radio. Let me talk. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, all right. So he was looking at me through, through the window, and and, right. and I would sing the song, you know, and I'd be singing, singing some punk, and then I could tell by how many hits of the flash he would do by how well I was doing. And that's how that's how we would work. It's like... And actually, I realized later, it took me about halfway through, Karine, and this might help you in the future, that actually the more hits of the flat, the better you're doing. I was confused at first. I thought he was upset, but it's his little reward. He gives himself a little reward every now and then is is what I think happens. I don't think I had the same experience, unfortunately, Ken. I think uh, I don't remember seeing a flat. You you didn't have a He's different with the ladies, Carrie. He's different with the oh. ladies. He's, yeah. I once saw that man play the bass so fast, he was able to stop and grab a booty and still keep the bass line going. That's how good he is with the ladies. I've never seen anything like that. Oh, my God. I think, you know what I think, guys? I think we need to do a, a separate show with Kent, me, and Dale. And we'll, we'll come up with some type of a concept, guys. I'm very creative. We need an intervention, Carrie, with Kent. We need an intervention with Ken because he's got serious psychological problems going on in that man's okay. mind. Give him, um, you can give him my number, Dale. Give him my number. He can call me yeah. up here. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll have a show. We can do an intervention show sometime with Ken. Okay. Billy, Billy Ryan just said this show was class-tastic, so I don't know what you're complaining about. He did. That's right. He did say that. He did say that. Um, See, all right, we do I'm have. Sorry, it's up. It's up to. No, no, it's up to you, Ken. If you want to stay on the line, I'll put you on hold. We have a. <clears throat> we have another caller calling in that wants to ask Dale some questions. So. Oh, um, please, so no, I'll, I'll stay on the line, but go ahead. Okay. This has just been great so far. <laughs> all right, I'm going to put Ken on hold. Okay. All right. Yep. Now we're going to take a call from uh, Dale. Area code two one five. All right, Eric, two one five. You're now on the air with Dale Pantaloni. 
Caller number four. Hi, you know, yeah, the face. Hi, is Dale Hello? here? Hello? Yes, this is Dale. Hey, Dale, it's Carrie. Well, hello, hey. Carrie. You're on the show. It's, it's Carrie, Carrie, and Dale. Welcome to the show. Right. What are you doing there, guys? How are you doing? Uh, she's wonderful. She's always wonderful, this girl. Spike. My darling cousin, and she's very supportive. Aww. She's a great, all-out, good person. Cool. What'd you say there? Did you enjoy the song that you heard so far, or what? What's that? Did you enjoy the songs that you heard so far? You know what? I didn't. I didn't. I get. I didn't get to hear any because I left work late. But I was enjoying listening to all three of you. So (laughs) I was was laughing on the other end. (laughs) Nice. We flash, Carrie. We have. You know, two more songs coming up. So definitely, uh, definitely. Stay tuned in. We got two more songs from Dale that are going to come up on the show. Oh, awesome! No, Dale. I definitely will because I haven't I haven't heard any yet. So cool. And well, you, oh, just to let you know, <clears throat> just to let you know, each of these shows becomes a podcast when it's done. So if you missed anything, it'll be archived and you can listen to it whenever you want. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. Every show that I have awesome. is it, it becomes an archived podcast, so everyone can kind of just catch it whenever it's convenient for them. So it's cool. Yep. Okay. Oh nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Any um any comments or words of wisdom? It looks like Kent was giving Dale a uh, a lot of words of wisdom while you're on the line, Carrie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he pretty much summed it up. <laughs> okay. Cool. I don't I don't think I can beat that. <laughs> uh, but no, you know well, I I going. wanted to call in. What's that? Nope. I'm sorry, go ahead. I I was just I'm just I'm so glad to hear her voice and I'm glad that she's calling and showing support. I know. I'm I I was just gonna say that. Like I I couldn't wait to call in because like Dale actually well our uh, cousin Rhonda actually found me on Facebook and then Dale fronted me and um I knew that I had cousins in New Jersey but I never met them or anything, so it was kind of cool to like fi- like them find me on Facebook and then finally get to hear hear Dale's voice and everything that right. he's interested in, like music. Like music is a huge part of my life as well. So, um, oh cool, it's just kind of very cool, kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. it's it's just like the wonders of modern technology. You know, it's just a great thing. We're we're in such a cool age where we can just connect like this and. And you know, and do yeah. this kind of like programming on the air, and just connect with any you know people we haven't you know ever met. Or it's just really wild stuff. Yeah, cool. no, it's Very pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So, well, I'll um, I'm gonna get going, but I'm okay. just gonna listen. But um, yeah, thanks for answering my call. Have... Absolutely, absolutely, and feel free to tune into some of my other shows. We always have uh, interesting people on this show. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Thank you. All right. All right. Thanks so much, Carrie. Have a good night. Nice talking to you, Dale. You too. Take care. I'll see you. Take care. 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 Say some closing words, or if he wants to stay on hold, we'll talk some more, and then we'll introduce your next song. Okay, so let's bring Kent on. 
All right, Kent, you're back on. What would you like to do? Oh, All right. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I can't believe you guys haven't been on hold for that long. You know I'm a star. <laughs> oh gosh! Wait, wait, wait! We got some narcissism on our hands over here, Dale. What are we gonna do about this? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I'm just, just joking. I'm joking. I know. I'll, the phone. Uh, I'll let you guys go. You guys uh, enjoy the rest of your show. It's very good, Carrie. Keep up the good work. Dale, Thank you. You're practicing. You're getting there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that you talk like that, Ken. This is like a whole new voice for you. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Take care. Okay, have a good night, Ken. Stay in the chat room. Right, we'll be in touch with you in the chat room. All right. All right. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You never know All who's right, listening. So. You never know who's listening. <laughs> So why don't you um let's do this let's give some plugs why don't you mention some of the different people that um recorded on the album with you as well as where you had it mixed and then we're gonna check out uh, Labyrinth and Portals will be the next song we're gonna check out. Okay, well um see but wow there's a lot of people involved since the beginning that probably didn't make the cut but I'd like to uh, say thank you to uh, Jason Cooper wonderful drummer that got to play some live shows with and. And do a lot of cool music with um, me and Ken. Um, Johnny Kochi, of course, who plays bass all over this album. Uh, Larry Geiger, amazing saxophonist. Uh, we brought him in early in the sessions. He's on a couple of songs. He was on All uh, Tomorrow's Dreams. Fantastic player. Yep. Hope he's listening. Um, I got to work with uh, Brian Jones uh, from a Liverpool band, Liverpool, England band, who. Uh, are called The Undertakers. He was interested in this project and uh, got to work with him, worked with the Beatles, yeah. worked with a lot of top-notch musicians. He's on Sea of Tranquility. Um, Paul Gervitz, another top-notch guy, been in the music business 50 years, uh, good friend. Uh, I'm glad that he was uh, part of this album. Uh, he does a lot of narration on here. I would have loved to have him play bass, but he worked with, uh, you know, he got to jam with Hendrix and uh, some really wow. classic groups like The Who and Elton John and all these amazing people. But he's just a, a great guy all around, fun guy. And uh, see, uh, Jay Rutch, of course, his studio. Um, Absolutely. Uh, me and him, we work on a lot of great music together. He keeps on bringing this great music out of me. Sometimes I don't realize I have it in there, but uh, he, he pulls it out of me. Um, great studio. Uh, love working with them. Uh, uh, let's see who else. Uh, Matt Hebert, a uh, good friend of mine. He got to play some guitars, early tracks. He's on a couple of things. Um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of I'm forgetting anybody here. Of course, Carrie Edelman. Of course, you're on a bunch of songs. Thank it's you. so wonderful. Pleasure to Thank work with so you. Yeah, and absolutely. It's like, a, a long time... Uh, you know, uh, dream of just working with you on a bunch of uh, things. So, you know, uh, that, that really worked out well. Um, uh, and there's a great friend, Christy Lutz, who helped out with the artwork. Uh, a couple people had some original designs for the cover, and we didn't get to use them, but I settled on Christy's uh, album cover. She did some work for me back in 2001 on Plague by Phases, 
uh, CD that I did with Liquid Eclipse. Uh, Chris Arazi, I used his studio earlier on. Um, Emmy Award winning producer. We did a couple songs uh, with Ryan Quinn, who uh, I collaborated with on Ghost Light, a film that Kent directed. He plays piano on Sea of Tranquility on this album. I Very love that. I, just to digress real quick, I love that Ghost Light film. That was classic. I loved it. That was so cool. There's a lot of people who are really tuning into that, you know, that instrumental. Yeah, they like that a lot. Um, uh, a lot of talented people in this this whole album. And everyone's sound shines through, and everyone's doing their, their best version of what Liquid Eclipse sounds like. Amazingly, <laughs> so. And uh, I'd like to also uh, thank Mike. Uh, Mike Nugent, who owns uh, Digital Warmth Studios, I did some sessions with him, and uh, we recorded Undercurrent and a couple other things together, and a uh, talented musician, so much talent on this album, and so many good friends working with, uh, I, I feel so confident and so happy that I get to work with everyone on this one project, so I think I got I everyone. Think I think you did too, I think that's perfectly said. So um, without further ado, why don't you give an intro, again, a little bit about uh, Labyrinth and Porters, another favorite of mine on the album. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, this song was one of the first things I wrote for Adrift. Um, it didn't sound like anything else that I was working on at the time. It was basically a, a, somebody, <laughs> I think one of my nephews had a, a uh, little game, old game they pulled out called Labyrinth that I used to play when I was a kid. This is a little silver marble that you wind through a maze. It's a wooden box. Okay. And I thought, I kind of just started thinking deeply about it, thinking how it's much like life. You know, there's all these little obstacles and you're trying to avoid all these little, you know, uh, things in life, but you're also trying to get to this maze and, and how people kind of disappear and things disappear and then they reappear. And, you know, I started thinking about you know, how we have faith in, uh, 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 you know, these false senses of hope and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the lyrics started coming out about that, and uh, it was the first song that I wrote for the album, and I did the demo for it at home, brought it into Jay's studio, we built it up, um, put some sax on there and uh, your vocals, and right up to the end, Kent Green was adding his magic to it with percussion and uh, string arrangements from uh, another gentleman, uh, Gregory Collins, who helped arrange. Right. So uh, Very cool. that's all I can really do right. about that track. But uh, it's one of my favorites on the album, too. I hate to say it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, no, it is. It's I, really I'm, good. I'm really happy with all the songs. <laughs> cool. All right. So let's check this out right now. We're going to uh, put Dale on hold. We're going to check out his uh, song, Labyrinths and Portals, again, off of his eighth Liquid Eclipse album titled Adrift. So let's take a listen to it, and we'll be back in a moment.
Okay, everyone, and we're now back on the Kerry Edelman Show. I'll bring Dale back on in a moment. Again, that was his track, Labyrinths and Portals, off of his eighth uh, liquid-equipped CD titled Adrift, and another song that I am honored to be featured on as an artist with Dale and uh, collaborate with him on that song. It was a great song to work with him on. So we're going to bring Dale back on, and then we have another caller calling in, area code 619, and we'll bring those, uh, this person on in a moment. All right, we're trying to get Dale back on. It's uh, for some reason the switchboard's taking a second, so just give us a moment. (laughs) 
Oh, hold on a second. Let me see what's going on here. Not sure why. I was doing that. Again, I apologize about the delay. Uh, it says that it's loading, and for some reason, I'm not sure why. Dale, are you on, Dale? Oh, hold on. It's reconnecting. The server's reconnecting for some reason. Hold on a second. Uh, I apologize about the delay. Okay, it says it's reconnecting in one minute. So again, everyone, if you're tuning in right now, we are talking with the experimental rock artist, Dale Pantaleone. You can check him out at liquid-eclipse.com. And um, you can check out his upcoming album titled Adrift, which is his eighth Liquid Eclipse album. It's going to be out shortly. All right, Dale, you're back on the air. I apologize about that. It was some type of a technical delay. It's it's so typical of me to just disappear. I'm a very mysterious kind of person. (laughs) There you go. That's perfect. Okay, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Um, Okay, so let's... uh, that's a good way to put it, Dale. We always have a great sense of humor. Let's bring on area code 619, and then we're going to get to more of the interview. Okay? okay. So area code yep. 619, you are now on the air. Hi. Um, this is Mandy. I'm one of the old friends from back in the day. And I just oh. Oh, yeah, hi. <laughs> Hello. You're, you're on the air. Yes. I've known Welcome. Dale since he used to go to the class camp, so... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> what you say there, Mandy? What? What do you say there? What do I say? Yeah, what you say there? <laughs> I don't know. You're all there. Are you representing the 619 issue? Yes, 619 issue. Yes, I just wanted to say that it's been really great listening to uh, Dale's work and connecting with him through Facebook and been catching up on, uh, oh, what is it, almost 30 years since I moved out of New York City, so. Wow. <laughs> oh, so you're trying to date me. You're trying to put an age to me now, right? No, you were only... <laughs> <laughs> I, think I was only 30 years old. <laughs> uh. But, uh, yeah, I'm really glad that you invited me to the radio interview. It's been very interesting listening. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're able to tune in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoyed this album as much as the last one. I know that you had a lot of nice things to say about the elements when it was released, and uh, I'll be sure you get a copy of this one when it's done. Okay, that would be awesome. And, of course, I'll promote you on my page and everything. I've got a lot of friends that uh, listen to your other stuff that they like, so I'll tell them that a new album's coming out. Nice. Very it's so nice. awesome to hear you. It's a, I haven't talked to you in so long. It's it's, it's like the wonders of technology is bringing everyone here today. <laughs> you know what it is? Well, I, I keep telling Rhonda we all have to get together, so I will be on her to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll all get together on a blog, blog talk radio program. <laughs> there you go. That would be very It could be the Genoa Avenue radio show, you know. <laughs> 
Um, everybody was cool. Well, then I want to wish you the best of luck on the album, and uh, definitely, you know, keep me informed of when it's going to be out, and I look forward to hearing it. Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure oh, no hearing from you. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, thanks. Thanks for joining night, guys. Good night. All right, have a good night. Bye. Bye. Okay. Lots of listeners, Dale. You're doing great tonight. It's a great audience, great turnout we have here. It's really good. So, um, yeah, so let's get back to really <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of. I mean, you've had a really good turnout. It's 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 really great. I mean, you have at least a dozen people, and people have been popping in and out all night in the chat room too. So, so yeah, it's really cool. So let's get to some more of the interview questions, and then we're going to check out uh, she's busy a little later on. Um. So I want to let's talk more about some of the entertainment aspect related questions. Um, how would you define success as a musician or an artist? Wow, that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, I I think <laughs> of success uh, in terms of um, not so much of a financial gain. I in mm-hmm. terms of music, I think it's connecting with your audience. You're an artist, so. A lot of artists are more successful long after they're gone. That's pretty much a known fact. You know, some of these right. singers. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I know a lot of people in the music business that, you know, have careers that are engineers, producers, and people like Jay that are in there. They're they're working with musicians. They're working with us. And, you know, they struggle. They they, they work hard and uh, just like us. And um, sometimes it's, um, uh, you know... Uh, all about just creating, though, and, and uh, for for them even, it's it's about uh, uh, being part of what the artist is trying to convey and things like that. But um, we all kind of work towards the success together, and, mm-hmm. um, and it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. Um, as far as a career, I mean, I think it's always been something that I did. I, I always loved doing music. Um, it doesn't feel like a career to me. It doesn't feel like a job. I have so much fun doing it. I like putting songs together. I always uh, like working with new people. And even the technology, uh, I'm not good with all the technology, but I'm learning. Uh, I learned a lot of stuff about production and, and different software. A lot of that stuff okay. is new, but my friends help out. And and uh, everyone has these goals that you work for, and, uh, and I think that's success when you all pulled together at the end of the day, you look back and say, wow, we did something really special here that people can connect with. And I I agree with you, Dale, too. I think a lot of people get really caught up in, you know, wanting to be these celebrities and make tons of money. And when you're really out there, like, you know, yourself and myself who manage our music careers pretty much on our own, you know, and you're out there doing that grunt work and kind of being in the trenches, you really kind of appreciate how difficult it is. And so you learn that success can be relative to a variety of levels, like you're saying. It could be, you know, putting a song together, or it could be getting an album out. Um, so I think it's really relative to the artist and, and what they want to make out of their music. But, um, yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Do you feel, I mean, you, you've had so many successful things um, with your, you know, your last album, uh, Horizons, The Elements. Do you feel changed at all by your success? You know, it doesn't it doesn't phase me. I've always kind of operated in the same kind of way. I always have. I just my family's always been supportive. My friends have been supportive. 
you know, I hear a lot of things on the radio, these interviews. You had a great interview last night um, with the gentleman, David Incognito, from In Disguise. Thank I thought you. that was a great, I haven't listened to much of your show, but I thought it was a great interview. But a lot of times I hear people talk and say, well, you know, this, this girl has always been supportive. She's been there since the beginning. I've, I've read a lot about relationships, and there's uh, a lot of that, when I write a, a lot of that stuff, uh, I'm always alone. I'm always uh, out of a relationship or whatever. So for me, mm-hmm. the only people I can draw support from and uh, is like my friends and family. So they've always been there since the beginning. And, um, you know, I think it's uh, it's an important thing for me. But now I, I can honestly say that, um, you know, I'm in a relationship now that's it's very, um, very stable for me. And, and, uh, and, as, and as positive as I feel, I feel like I still can't write that feel good album of the summer. I still feel like I write these, these very um, atmospheric kind of things. These these, mm-hmm. these songs that are more personal. Um, but I try to write a happy song, and it doesn't seem to work out. So I, I'm going to stick with what I know. I always try to write about what what I know. I guess. <laughs> well, I think, but, um, and I yeah. think that's wonderful. And I, I think that's wonderful about your relationship and congratulations. And, and you can you can tell um, your girlfriend at some point. That um you you followed my remember my lead with homework assignments and that's an inside joke oh, that you yes. have and you can tell her we won't talk about that on the air but you can be uh, you can be more than open and tell her about that because <laughs> uh, the homework they, they worked <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know and with me I mean I, I just write from a very personal point of view and um, sometimes it's who who's around me that I draw inspiration from, um, you know, what I write about, um, you know, it could be my friends are going through the same situation I go through. It doesn't always have to be this personal place for me. It's, it's kind of relating, it's kind of them talking to me and I'm relating from what they're going through. And, and I just put it into a song somehow and it, and it fits the mood of the music that I create. So yeah, definitely. I understand what you're saying. Let's take a question from the chat room. Uh, Kent wants me to ask you about the underlying nautical theme of the album. He says, the album starts with a call to arms to society to take command of the quote-unquote ship, and the rest of the song follows through with this struggle with the sea and tides and currents. So he wanted me to, I guess, ask you about this underlying nautical theme again. Yeah, Kent, that's a very good point. I mean, he really picked up on a bit of that he's followed a lot of stuff that I've done through the years. He's spot on about that in a way. Um, I mean, it, the album starts off with a track called Wake Up and Smell the Universe. It's kind of, it's like this big cavernous drum sound on there. Um, but that uh, song is more of the global kind of thing that I was talking about earlier. How, like, if you look at these little microscopic relationships kind of pull you apart, um, they become these bigger things that manifest into these global things that, uh, you know, causes people in society to kind of fear each other and, and build these barriers, relationships and, and uh, religions and, and things like that. So that's the larger mm-hmm. scale. So that kind of runs through the whole idea. But he uses a different metaphor, slightly different metaphor than I was going for, but uh, being taking command of this kind of ship in a way, yeah, uh, it's kind of, steering you into your own direction through these tides, you know, and 
and and trying to salvage what this life is that you have and and try to pull it all back together and uh, get it on track. So that is sort of like this concept, I guess, behind the album, and he kind of picked up on that. So hopefully else other people do. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's I'm a great way to Taylor. I'm sorry. Was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw there's, I just said welcome to uh, Joseph Taylor, who is in the chat room now, too. Oh, he wants me to ask you, okay. He says, uh, ask Dale how he feels about all the musicians sporting beers these days. How is his beer doing? That sort of follows the nautical theme. <laughs> yes, I'm going for the Gordon's Fisherman look, and that's, uh, that's um <laughs> I got a little bit of a yellow uh, rain gear going on. Uh, he's got, um, you know, I think he asked a very personal question about how my beard's doing. I, I don't think my beard wants to comment on on that question. It's kind of personal. But uh, I'll just say that I am proud to say that I'm, I'm sporting the, the Gordon Fisherman look. And I think okay. bearded musicians are very underrated. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he he said that all the bearded listeners demand to know. <laughs> That's what he said. And 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 Kent commented that he did buy you a captain's hat once. Yes, he did, and I still have it, and I occasionally wear it before I go to bed. So are you? So wait, wait. Let me let me try to put a visual on this right now. You're sitting, you're sitting in your in your room or wherever you're at, pantless, with a yellow raincoat on. And a Captain Fisherman hat. I think we just cleared out the whole listening to our community. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. I know. I'm just that is an interesting you. picture. I hope it I hope it creep too many people out with that. I'm sure there's no <laughs> albums here, you know. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's, um, but, let's check out the uh, finals, and we're going to still do some more interview when we come back. But let's talk a little bit about... Uh, your song, She's Dizzy, and then we're going to check that one out. Okay. Uh, this is a fun track. Um, my friend Paul, yeah, uh, Paul Gervich, who, it, this is a great story behind this song, too. Very funny. Uh, Paul Gervitz, who, uh, who's also on this album, helped out a lot, and a good friend, he uh, was telling me this story about when he was in uh, Germany, in Hamburg, Germany, where he was touring uh, with all these bands back in the day. And a friend of his would, you know, uh, go around to this girl, and uh, the landlord would always tell her, you know, tell him, you know, where's she at, and all this, and he'd, you know, always say in German this accent, she's busy, and all this. So, you know, had all these kind of little things, suggestive things, going on, and uh, literally the guy got the picture that this girl was a lady of ill repute. I guess is the nicest okay. way I could say. It. <laughs> and uh, it was an interesting story, and I thought it was very funny. But I couldn't, I couldn't get that into words. But I thought I had this little riff uh, that had this uh, little Fender Rhodes uh, uh, keyboard part going through. That was singing, "She's busy, she's busy." So I thought, "Where's the hook?" But I need to write the lyrics. Who can I get to write lyrics to a funky song like this? And that's what I called Kent Green, and I said. Listen, you write the lyrics, here's the story, just keep the guideline, but just make it funky and fun, and you can even sing on the track. I'll give you a track to sing on. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and cool. he pulled it together, and it's one of the most fun songs on the album. It's uh, 
kind of liberating to hear because all the other songs are kind of a little bit more serious. But, uh, you know, uh, taking chances, I said, let's put it in the middle of the album. And it's one of my favorite tracks. So. Yeah, now this is a great song. I mean, you, the, the first beat you hear, you just kind of get into this, like, I don't know, this groove when you listen to it. <laughs> so it's a great song. Okay, so um, so Kent is on this track, correct? Kent is also on this track? Well, lead vocals, I'm on backup, and, of course, you're on the backup vocals, too, and support doing some yep. amazing stuff as well. And uh, one of the most fun things I had recording in the studio Especially at Jay's, cool. uh, we had a lot of laughs uh, just playing it back and hearing the different versions we were working on. So, uh. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's uh, let's check this out right now, and uh, then we'll be back and we will uh, do some more interviewing and then wrap things up. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Take care. Hold on a second. Okay, everyone. We are going to check out the fourth song this evening off of Dale's album titled "She's Busy." and it's off of his uh, upcoming eighth album from Liquid Eclipse, titled Adrift. So let's check out She's Busy, and we'll be back in a moment. There's always a snake lurking in the grass.
everyone and we are now back on the Carrie Edelman show and you just heard Dale Pantaleone's song She's Busy and everyone in the chat room is blowing up they said that this is definitely probably one of the most different Liquid Eclipse albums that they have heard so Dale is always uh, shooting for something original and unique and this is definitely an album that everyone has to purchase when it comes out Um, so Kelly yes in the chat room just to answer your question I do have shows every week. Um, Typically, it is Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m., um, but I am going to be changing things up. I've been doing a Thursday show sometimes now, and as well as occasionally a Tuesday show. So um, if anyone is interested, and I'll bring Dale on in a moment, if you go to the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook, you can become a fan of the page where I regularly post upcoming events, and people can also become a personal friend of mine on Facebook. Or you can just go to the blogtalkradio.com slash Carrie Edelman to see upcoming shows. And everyone, again, please remember that if you can't catch a live show, every show does become a podcast when it's done. It's archived so that you can listen to it at your convenience um, and any time that you'd like. All right? So I hope that helps answer those questions. All right, Dale, and you are now back on. <clears throat> hey. Well, hey. Definitely get us this different... Uh, uh, view of that song, but uh, I tell you what, it's one of my favorites, and uh, I I think that there's a good mix of all different kinds of things that I enjoy about music on this album, and uh, I think that everyone else will like it as well. So uh, that's that's a very fun song there. <laughs> it is. It's just such a great song. You can hear it played in like so many places. You could be in like a nice restaurant or something and just hear it kind of played in the background. You know. <laughs> <It's> just, <yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, dynamically, you're right. I mean, the different textures on the song, you know, you've got Kent's vocals going on, you know, me and you are in the background. I mean, it's just, it's really cool. Really cool song. Yeah, it's got a good so, party vibe. And, uh, and uh, I think with this album, I, the, all the music that I've done in the past has kind of really come together on this album. Um, but it's a little bit more mainstream, I think, for some people. But uh, I think that's good. I, but the Elements was a little bit of half and half. Uh, Horizons was a whole instrumental album. So I don't know. I feel like I desert people sometimes that listen to my music. But I think this album might bring some people back, some new people. But uh, it's all the things I love about music. World music, a little bit of folk, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of art house, a little bit of prog here and there. But uh, uh, it's... Cool. Um, it, <clears throat> It was a fun album to make, so. Definitely, definitely. So what else would you like to uh, focus on for the, you know, remaining part of the interview while we wrap things up? Um, for your fans, do you have any anticipation of doing a show, Dale, once the album's out, anything like that? I'm always excited about doing shows. There are kind of few and far in between. Um, right. I don't do a lot of shows, but when I do, I try to make them, each of the events, like with lighting or just do something really interesting to present the music. And I, I've, in the past, I've worked with some great people. Kent's always there, ready for me uh, to work on some shows. Um, we grab uh, Jason Cooper, different random people every time. And we, we do these songs, and we, we revamp them sometimes. Because uh, a lot of times these songs are built up so much in the studio, you have to just think of the essence of the song and just uh, kind of rework it sometimes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but uh, I'm excited. I think I will do a couple shows probably by the end of this year, maybe next year. Cool. I, mean, I know I'm going to promote the album a little bit more, but uh, probably do a, a few shows. So. Cool. Well, I would love, if you need me to be there to do some backup vocals, I would be honored to be a part of it. <laughs> uh, I would love to get everyone involved. I worked on this home so before my other to come out and play. That would be great. <laughs> that would be awesome. Absolutely. That would be really cool. So um, Kent says that this is the kind of music that he wants playing when he finds a button-down shirt marked down to five ninety-nine at the dress barn. Clarence bin music. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Cool. Uh, he's, he's always busting my chops, however. So- yeah. So what else, uh, just future-oriented stuff, what else do you see lying ahead for you right now, Dale, in addition to the album coming out? Any other projects that you're involved in or anticipate getting involved in? Um, I, I know that there's a project, uh, a film project that I did called GPS that's floating around somewhere that I did with uh, the Simeon Institute, which uh, uh, Kumar Dari, who's a regular in Kent Green's films, I kind of wrote, and I'm uh, in that, and it's a very funny, very funny part for me. Um, cool. I'm helping Ken, I think, this Project 21 Film Fest thing come up next weekend or something. So I'll uh, get involved with that. And I'm also, I never stop working on music, of course, so uh, I've been working on another album called Yoke, uh, which is a, another Liquid Eclipse album, which is a whole different lineup, of course, again, of Liquid Eclipse. Nice. Uh, but it features uh, the lineup of Tony Mascara and Lauren Price, who were on the Horizons album. But this okay. time the album won't be an instrumental. It'll be more uh, more of a kind of like this Beatles White album kind of vibe, where it's a recorded analog, and it's uh, 
not as technical as some of the songs you hear on Adrift, which is more produced and more uh, Pro Tools kind of thing or uh, sounding. You know, it's more uh, analog right. kind of thing. Look cool. a lot more retro that is cool. Nice. So that will nice. probably be out by next year sometime, or I'm just taking my time writing that. But uh, uh, a good friend of mine, Zach Bishop, plays guitar. They're a very talented gentleman. Um, we have uh, Martin and, like I said, Lauren Price on guitar. If I can get her on a couple right. more sessions, and uh, and uh, Tony Mascara on drums, and uh, and we we got a lot of great songs already for that album. So I, I might even find myself back on here within a year's time. Uh, promoting that That's, as well, but I'm always working on stuff. Film stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. And if you need uh, any I female like, vocals, if you need any other vocals, uh, let I'm me know. You know, I'm always there for you. We gotta keep each other busy. These these musicians and this uh, this these these times, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So real quick, I wanted to let you know that Brian Jones from the United Kingdom just sent me a friend request on Facebook and wants me to send you his best. Oh, Brian Jones, wonderful musician, great guy all around. Uh, Liverpool, from Liverpool, and uh, yeah. awesome yeah. guy, very funny guy. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> cool, very cool. So, yeah, he's on the album. I, I, it was such a, a he loved he loved seeing tranquility from the beginning. I think he's going to be really surprised when he hears the finished version. I and uh, I'm going to be sending him a copy very shortly. Um, cool. It's just a beautiful song. Right, right at the end of the album, so I think cool. uh, I think he'll be really happy with that. Nice. Well, wow, Dale. I have to admit, and I said this in the chat room before. This has definitely been my longest interview. I mean, I've I've gone about an hour and fifteen, but we're uh. Pushing an hour forty-five right now. This is awesome. Maybe, uh, maybe Howard really? Stern does have some comp. Yeah, we're almost an hour and forty-five minutes, <laughs> which is great. Um, well, I definitely so, didn't you that way. I've had a lot of fun talking to you, and I'm glad that you had me on because I've been wanting to do your show again for such a long time, and it's it's really oh, great talking to you. Yeah, it was an honor. We have to, you know, we just have to catch up off the air too because I know it's been so long since we, you know, had a conversation, but. No, you know, I wanted to have you on the show, and it's just been an honor having you on and promoting your album, and I just wish you nothing but the best with this uh, new album coming out. So, um, why don't Thank we, uh, so why don't we start, yeah, why don't we start wrapping things up for tonight, and, uh, you know, give some plugs, uh, anything you want to uh, say before we, uh, you know, uh, go off tonight. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, first of all, to you for having me as a guest and going this far and promoting this album. And I really hope that uh, everyone seems to enjoy it when it's out. Um, the, the official date, there's, there's no official date yet, but it will be out um, this month, probably about a week or two. Just have to press the album off, really. Um, that's the only thing that's holding right. me back. And, uh, I, and I'd just like to also plug the website, Liquid dash eclipse.com for all the info. If you want to order the CD through there, you can email me direct at dpants74 at yahoo.com or go to the Liquid Eclipse mm -hmm. site. There's all kinds of information about ordering through mm -hmm. CD Baby, Amazon, um, iTunes. All my stuff is usually through those distributors, so you can find it through there. Just type in Liquid Eclipse. I'm sure you'll find tons of other distributors at different prices, uh, setting prices for my albums, but I don't set the prices, uh, you know, to them. But uh, if you get it through me, you'll right. probably get it for a good 
good deal. <laughs> and, uh, nice. I'd also like to, <laughs> and I'd also like to thank everyone for coming uh, coming out and listening to the show tonight. And I suggest you guys check out all the other Car- Carrie's other programs, too, with all these great guests that she has on. She's a great interviewer. Um, I'm a big fan of her, her work. Check out her music as well. Uh, thank and, you so much. Uh, you know, and thanks for all the, the talented people out there who've listened and helped out on this album. Uh, none of this would have been possible without all your help. I would have probably made a good album, but not as good as I think the one that I came out with. Um, so thanks again to people like Brian Jones, uh, Paul Gervitz, Kent Green, uh, Greg Collins, everyone right down the line, Jay Rutch, Johnny Croce, um, and I'd also like to thank, uh, personally, I'd like to thank my girlfriend, Telly, who's been very supportive since the beginning. It's just, the, the, since I've met her, everything's just, um, uh, just, just seems like it's, it, everything's just, uh, just perfect, perfectly in place for me, finally. Um, awesome. And, and, and I'm so happy for you, Dale. I'm absolutely, I'm so happy for you. And you can... When you have a uh, conversation with her, definitely tell her about the homework assignment. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it seems like I always had fun doing music and 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 always had you know good friends around me, but I never could get the relationship thing down. And and having Kelly around is uh, is a great thing. We do a lot of cool things together. She's a big music fan. She she's supportive of what I do, and it's just a good feeling. It's good to have that as well. So absolutely, and I should be yeah, and I look forward to hopefully meeting her one day in the near future. I'd love to meet her, so definitely, definitely. Yes, definitely, yes. She's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight, Dale, and being a guest, and we will definitely have a, um, a future update on you. So, you know, when you have a show coming up or something in the near future, we'll definitely bring you on to promote the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. Right. Absolutely, and I just want to say to you again, Dale, I'm just honored that you, you know, chose me to be a part of the album and to be featured on it, and it was just such a pleasure working with you, and I can only hope that in the future I have more opportunities to collaborate with you again. So. Oh, no problem at all. It's always a pleasure. It's always fun. So we'll, okay, we'll have to look cool. to it. All right. Well, have such a great night, Dale, and we will be in touch and continue to promote the show because once it is over, the podcast will be available in 10 minutes, and uh, you can have anyone listen to it who would not be able to tune in. All right. Well, pleasure to Take care. All right. Thanks, Dale. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, again, that was Dale Pantaleone. You have to check out his upcoming eighth album from Liquid Eclipse titled Adrift. Go to liquid-eclipse.com. I wasn't, or dash, I'm sorry. It's liquid-eclipse.com. And uh, definitely be in touch with him to uh, purchase a copy of his album. Just want to let everyone know, if anyone's interested in becoming a guest on the show, just go to the Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook and it provides all the information about how you can get in contact with me to become a guest. Um, next week, I will be on next Wednesday. We have an alternative rock band coming on called New Theory. They're an awesome rock band out of New Jersey. So definitely tune in, in next week at 8 o'clock p.m., and we will be also playing some music off of their album. Um, and I'll be promoting that on Facebook. And let me think what else I just want to do. I definitely want to do a couple more plugs. Um, someone who is going to be coming on the show in the near future, and I am plugging him right now, 
for anyone who is looking for any type of uh, music business career consultation, um, you got to check out David Spangenberg, who goes by the name Professor Pooch, and uh, he has been in the music business for over 40 years now. He's an educator and author. He's a music uh, legal contract specialist. He does legal contracts for all different types of people in entertainment, especially musicians. And um, if you would like to visit him, you can go to professorpooch.com. That's P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R-P-O-O-C-H.com. And he's going to be coming on actually as a guest in September. And then I might be collaborating at some point with him to do a um, featured show on my station. And I definitely have to plug also Flirt Energy Drink tonight. Flirt Energy Drink, you can go to flirtsport.com. It is an energy drink that is specifically formulated for the female athlete. And um, I also have my own uh, album out. It's a 10-song, full-length original album. It's all original modern rock music. And you can check that out on iTunes by searching Carrie Edelman. And my song, Vanilla Skies, is currently the song that is being used to represent the product. Uh, Again, check out Flirt Energy, and you go to flirtsport.com. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys were awesome guests tonight. We had a great chat room. We had awesome guests calling in. Dale, again, amazing uh, multi-instrumentalist. And everyone, check out Liquid Eclipse, purchase his album. And we are going to lead off with my song. It's the title track off of my album, Leave It All Behind. Again, it is available on iTunes if anyone's interested in checking out my music. And I look forward to collaborating with Dale. And you can also hopefully see me on other artists and bands upcoming music in the near future. Uh, So check out Leave It All Behind, and thanks again for all of your support. Suddenly 